Time now for the SCL Mortgage Show with your host, Sandy Clough, and co-host, Larry Jager. Stay tuned as we discuss everything mortgage. Educate, form, entertain. It's the SCL Mortgage Show. Now, here's your host, Sandy Clough, with mortgage industry veteran, Larry Jager. And good morning. Welcome to our Christmas Eve Day edition of the SCL Mortgage Show. I'm Sandy Clough, alongside Larry Jager the president of SCL Mortgage, the number to call with any questions for Larry and or members of his fine staff, 303-790-2222. MySpecialMortgage.com is the website. Larry, Merry Christmas a day in advance. Merry Christmas to you, Sandy. It's gone by way, way, way too fast. To me, I don't know if it's the same with you, but the older I get, the more, I mean, it just, everything goes faster and faster. We're, we're at Christmas time already, Christmas Eve, and I thought, holy crap, this year's gone by so fast, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does sneak up on us very quickly, doesn't it? As we get older, I suppose, some of the traditions in your household, which we've talked about in the past, have those traditions changed with the advancing years at all (laughs) yeah actually they have um when i was growing up in north dakota um we had christmas eve or everybody opened their presents on christmas eve and then you know fast forward when i met my wife a long time ago she was used to santa coming at christmas eve and then you open up your presents on christmas day so Okay, that makes her happy, and I was fine with that. So that's been our tradition for, gosh, 27, 26 years now. Um, Yeah, so uh, this year, uh, two of our kids are still in California, so we're going to go there after the holidays. But our youngest son and his, um, his, uh, well, I always want to call her fiance, but now they're married. So um, they're coming over on Christmas Day, and we get to have this awesome lasagna that my wife makes and so we're we're looking forward to it how about you sandy well uh much of my childhood involved uh spending uh, christmas eve opening a few gifts but most of the action came on christmas morning and then we'd take a two-hour drive up the taconic state parkway to uh the albany troy schenectady tri-state area okay and uh my grandparents would be there and other family members and we'd spend several days oh nice nice uh, around christmas and after christmas uh up there but uh uh yeah it's it's become a little more simple and a little more spread out and there is one feature this year uh which is a little different uh uh, with my sister and her husband having moved down to Albuquerque, right. Mexico, from right. Westchester County, New York. And uh, I'll be going down next week Yes, to uh, uh, see them for a few days. So uh, out of the cold. Bring in the new year. And bring in the new year. And now Albuquerque, I don't think it gets quite as cold as, as New York. Not right? quite. I have been looking, though, at the uh, weather forecast <laughs> for this next week Yeah, uh, between uh, Christmas Eve and, and New Year's Eve. I think going south, uh, it'll be cold down there because it's going to be cold everywhere. Right. But it won't be unpassable. Not uh, like we've had here this no. week, right? No. no oh, no. Thursday. Oh, no, no. Thursday. No, it won't oh, be my. Like oh, that. Boy, it, 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 it yeah. got uh, this week, and all of a sudden, as it happens around here, it goes from 
uh, on Wednesday, pretty nice day. All of a sudden, Thursday and Friday are frigid, but yeah. uh, that's uh, the beauty of Colorado, too. That's and, right. Uh, that's right. Uh, so we, we are uh, engaging in the spirit of the season and asking you uh, something we don't often ask because we don't want to do crystal ball gazing week in and week out on the show, but it's Christmas Eve day. Uh, look into your crystal ball if you could. Tell me what you see for home sales in 2023. You know what, Sandy? I'm I'm pretty bullish on that. I think there's going to be more advantages for buyers come 2023 for for several reasons. There, I, I think there's going to be more homes on the market, and I think there's going to be not this crazy, crazy stuff that we had in in 2020 and 2021 where. Home prices were going up every day, and there was crazy bidders, and, you know, we don't need an inspection, we don't need appraisal, and it, it was, we can't, we can't sustain that for, for a very long time. So, I think we're back to more about the 5, 5.5% appreciation levels where I think it should be, as opposed to the, you know, high single, or high single digits or even uh, low teens. So, um you know, but but think about it. If you buy a house for six hundred thousand dollars, and you have a five point four percent appreciation every year, that's yeah. still thirty two thousand over thirty two thousand dollars. I mean, you can't get that in the stock market these days, and I don't Absolutely think you can get not. it in the bond market. And that's not a bad thing. Six point four percent or five point four percent, thirty two thousand dollars on your balance sheet every year. So, yeah, you know, I'm I'm. I'm pretty bullish on this year. I think there's going to be a lot more sales in probably the Midwest and the South where homes are more affordable. And it seems like people are moving there to maybe get out of the big cities and all the congestion. So I think it's going to be a good year. I think it's going to be a better year uh, for purchases than 2021, 2022. I'm sorry. Yes. And I think, it's interesting. We don't we don't talk about this maybe as much as we should. We know you're doing business in a lot of states. But how migration trends work yes. from year to year. And it's fascinating to me that you're saying you can see shifts to the Midwest and to the South. Absolutely. In 2023. Uh, you know, I, I want to highlight that because that's a very interesting idea. It, it is. And, and, and I've, um, I've proven that because of all the things I've read. And there is an absolute shift from the bigger cities to the Midwest and the South. And in many cases, you can get a home, more home in those areas that you could in the big, big cities. Oh, sure. Because the, the, the appreciation as it's gotten so crazy and the, the homes are just really, really expensive. So it's, um, it's not uncommon for somebody in, say, California or New York to mm-hmm. sell their house, come here, and pay cash or almost pay cash. So um, I find that very interesting, and, and I see it all the time. A lot of people move into Florida, which is one of the, the reasons we got licensed there because there's, there's so much business there. So it's, uh, it's very um, – people are moving all the time. And you expect in 2023 – that Americans will be buying and selling by the millions when it comes absolutely. to homes. Yeah, absolutely. Because, 
you know, if you think about it, people are still getting married and they're still getting divorced and they're relocating for career opportunities or or maybe they're moving somewhere to care for their elderly family members. Um, and that's probably in the South and it's probably in the Midwest. Most family or let's say most elderly family members, I don't think are moving to, you know, the East Coast or the West Coast. It's, it seems like they want to move maybe as you get a little bit older to the south or 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 keep your home in the midwest so there's all kinds of things happening in our in our great country and we have we got a lot of people in this country so even if you figure just you know 7 8 whatever million dollars of homes that are bought and sold it's still a lot a lot of people moving you know where i'm going next <laughs> i think so right? <laughs> how much do you think interest rates uh, will impact all of this in 2023. You know, I I have to say that interest rates will have some effect. They they always do. When you go from three percent to six and a half percent, or actually now, Sandy, it's come down. We're under six percent. I'm very happy to say that. And I think that no, I don't think I know that interest rates are going to come down in 2023. So. Yes, it does have an effect, but if you think about this, if you're moving to the Midwest or you're moving to the South, maybe you can buy more home for less money than you could in California or New York or Chicago or wherever. So that makes a difference when you're qualifying for for that mortgage. And for those people that, um, I mean, yeah, it, it has an effect, but there's more, I think it's more about people wanting to have the home that fits their needs and and fits their affordability like we can in the Midwest and South. So, yes, you're right. It does have an effect. I, I, I would be silly to say that it doesn't have any effect. But with interest rates coming down a little bit and more affordability in the Midwest, I think uh, interest rates are probably a little bit on the, the second or third tier. Give me your capsule opinion on the 2023 spring selling season. I am very optimistic about it. I really am. And I've talked to some people in our industry that have been here as long as I have and, and people that keep an eye on that. We, I think it's going to be a bright spot as we see levels of inflation probably a little more under control. Yes. And we see a, a pretty strong demand because I think the, the millennials and the Gen Zer people are going to say, okay, Gosh, if I could buy a five six hundred thousand dollar home, and at the end of the year I make twenty five or thirty thousand dollars, that's pretty. That's pretty. Uh, that's a lot of money, as opposed to paying twenty five hundred or three thousand dollars a month in rent. So, I'm pretty optimistic about it, and more about the millennials and the Gen Z people as opposed to the move up buyers. So there are a lot, a lot of those people out there, Sandy, and um, so. I think is we see a strong demand. And the other reason, Sandy, is that there's no, there's a lack of new construction coming out of the ground. The builders seem to have a little bit less confidence that they did. And when, you know, they just don't come out of the ground overnight. So when a builder buys a, a plot of land to build 100 homes or whatever it is, they have to go through permits. And then the, it's a long process. It could take a year or two for a house to come out of the ground. 
So there just aren't that many homes out there. So um, I'm, you know, I'm a, gla- <laughs> I'm a glass half full kind of guy, but I am pretty optimistic on it for 2023. Uh, we'll talk more about uh, millennial home buyers when we continue, and uh, we'll get eventually to our customer email segment okay. for this week. Just a little bit later on in this hour as the SEL Mortgage Show continues. Sandy Clough, Larry Jager on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan. The SCL Mortgage Show continues now on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan. Sandy Clough with Larry Jager, the president of SCL Mortgage. We broadcast every Saturday morning between 7 and 8 right here on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan. So, uh, you think that the millennial home buyers and the Gen Z people will make a move in 2023. Uh, I do, Sandy. I think that. And I also read this week, I read a, a survey by Remax, and they went so far as to say that about 61% of those people, I, I don't want to say those people, but the Gen Z people and the millennials will probably make a move. And, and that's a lot of home buying, a lot of home buying. And they said, they, they're going to want to make a move because they know the appreciation. They've seen all the appreciation that we've gotten over the last last several years. And I think it's going to be, I don't want to say a housing boom, but I think it's going to be better than it was in 2022. Because if you think about 2022, you know, the, people got adjusted to or had to get adjusted to 3 and 4% rates to something much higher. Yes. So that really cooled things off. And all, all of a sudden that, you know, home prices weren't going up like crazy, which was not a bad thing at all. So if you do the year-over-year comparison 2020 to 2021, or if you take it 2021 to 2022, there's a, there's a big difference there. So I think we're in, a, in an environment now where we get to 2023, oh, all of a sudden interest rates are not so bad. And and maybe it's the time to buy. And maybe I want those tax write-offs and I want that appreciation. And like we say, when rents are as high as they are right now, it's it's time to buy. And maybe your payment is not going to be any more than what your rent payment is. So I, I think it's a great, great time for these people. And we're going to focus a lot of 2023 on those particular groups because even, what I want to do is educate them. They may or may not know the, the advantages and they may or may not know the programs that are out there to make them buyers. So we're going to focus a lot of time on, on educating these people. I can't tell you how many people just in normal day-to-day interactions talk about interest rates. Right. And they – don't have the benefit of your knowledge or foreknowledge regarding the trends that we've been speaking of now for several weeks. And it still comes up as a concern that will continue to be a concern on into the new year. And your advice would be to call SCL and you'll go through all of this the pros and cons, and oftentimes come out on the other side with people having knowledge that the overall transaction is extremely beneficial still 
for them. And you have, as you've mentioned over the last few weeks, gone back over the last 30, 40 years. And relatively speaking, interest rates are in a pretty good place right now. They are. Right now. Absolutely are right now because I, I had just said that, you know, we were at like six and a half. Now we're we're under 6%. So we're we're pretty close to that, but you know if people call us and we can and and I, I want to say this that if it turns out to be a purchase money loan or it turns out yeah. to be a refi, that's great if it if it makes sense for our the people that are calling us. If it doesn't, that's okay too because they are a lot smarter and a lot more confident and and a lot more aware of what the the advantages of of buying a home. And one thing I was just thinking. I don't know if people know, but all the interest that you're paying on a home um, is tax deductible. So, you know, if you got two people out there making fifty, sixty thousand dollars, or maybe a little bit more, two couples. Now you're at, uh, you know, you're between one twenty and one thirty, or whatever the case is. You're going to be paying a lot of money in income tax to the government at the end of the year. So maybe we should make you a homeowner, and then that interest that you're paying on the new mortgage is tax deductible. So, oh, all of a sudden, this makes really good sense as opposed to spending that three grand a month to paying your landlord's mortgage. So that, that, that's my goal. I, I want to let everybody know all the, the, the benefits, the tax advantages and all that so they can make the decision themselves. And maybe that turns into, uh, into a home loan. 303-790-2222, the phone number for SCL Mortgage. MySpecialMortgage.com is the website. And as you said earlier, Larry, markets such as the South and Midwest should experience gains in home appreciations. But what about those major cities you alluded to earlier? San Francisco, Los Angeles, Chicago, and New York. Of those four cities, San Francisco is probably the one I know least well. But I saw a picture that ran within the last week or so, I think, in the New York Times Mm -hmm. that described San Francisco not necessarily as a ghost town, but in certain areas now, workers are operating from home and the city during business hours doesn't really project the same sort of activity. Than right. it did maybe five years ago. You're you're absolutely right, Sandy. It's you know the the because of the the pandemic, the paradigm shifted where so many people are now working at home. And I can tell you one instance that the people that rented our home in Castle Rock moved here from North Hollywood, and they were in a one bedroom one bath apartment and paying pretty close to what they're paying on a house they now have in Castle Rock, three-bedroom, three-bath, two-car garage, and they are elated. But here's the, here's the thing. They both work from home. Both have really good jobs, and they can work from anywhere. They can work from Castle Rock. They could work in North Hollywood, but they choose to, to exit North Hollywood. And, and turns out I think they have relatives living in here. But I think that, um, you know, in the South and the Midwest and what we talked about earlier, we're still going to see that 5 to 5.5% appreciation per year. But I did read an article, and I'm, I'm glad you brought this up. 
San Francisco could experience a 10 to 15% decline yeah. in in um, in real estate. So, right. you know, I hate to say it, but there there is crime. There's homeless camps. There's Oh, in San Francisco, the homeless. Oh, it's uh, the pictures Major you issue. see are unbelievable. Congestion and and on and on and I I I could not live there. I know there's a lot of people that live there, but to me, it's let's spread your wings out in Colorado a little bit, and we've got we've got mountains, and we've got uh, skiing, and we've got hiking trails, and yes. it's we don't have that sort of stuff. Maybe we have a little bit in Denver, but it's not like we have in in New York and San Francisco and L.A. and Chicago, and and I I think life is too short. If you want to, if this is the stuff that you enjoy. In fact, I met a guy. Um, he's a, a president of a bank this week, and. His bank is in uh, is in Minneapolis, and he said, "You know, I I am the president of the bank, but I have a partner, and he wants to stay in Minneapolis. But I chose Vail because life is too short. <laughs> These are the things that we want to enjoy, so why not do that? So, yeah, it's it's shifted, and it's a very interesting uh, paradigm that's going on. All right, uh, to kind of summarize, it seems as if in 2023, with inflation cooling, the Federal Reserve calming interest rate hikes." That will be very good news for your interest rates. Correct. It, it it really is. They've, you know, the last time they raised the rates, it went up 50 basis points and as opposed to the 75, which was good news for us. And maybe they won't have to do that anymore in 2023. But, you know, a strong job market like we have now, Sandy, it, it sort of contributes to inflation, but it's it's kind of counterintuitive, you know, if if there is a less than really good, which is, well, let me say this. If it's a really strong job market, we like that because more people are employed and, and they're they're getting good wages. But sometimes if the job market, they're, if, inter, if well, let me say this. Um, if the job market is less than, than that, the way we have it now, then um, it's, it's kind of counterintuitive that, People pull their money out of the bond market. I'm sorry, out of the Wall Street and in the stock market, and they put it in the bond market, and that makes bond markets rise, and those are better for interest rates. So, of course, we want to see a lot of people employed, but um, I mean, it, it is what it is right now. So, uh, the stock market is uh, not all that attractive right now for a lot of people. So, that does mean that interest rates will probably come down in 2023. Larry, uh, I know you remain bullish on homes such as manufactured and modular. And again, help us understand why that is. Well, here's why that is the case, Sandy, because if you buy a new home or if you buy, you want to build a new home, you're probably going to spend $400,000 or $400 per square foot. And which is a, a fair amount of money if you're building a big house. So I am really bullish on manufactured and, and modular homes because you can build those houses for quite a bit less, like two fifty to even two hundred and seventy five dollars a square foot, and you can still buy a really really cool house and for a lot less money. And because of the fact that people are can work from home now, you could have something out of the city for maybe 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it is, outside of town, and you can get it, get that house for less money per square foot. And 
if you and your wife are both working from home, that's okay. So I, I, I do like that concept. Well, my brother-in-law is doing the same job from Albuquerque as he was doing he? in Carmel, New York. Oh, well, they're out of the home perfect and, example. Uh, the job is the same uh, as far as he's concerned. Yeah. And I think more and more people are in that sort of situation, particularly in their later uh, working years. We'll come back in just a few minutes. We'll talk about customer emails that have all come in within the past week as our Christmas Eve Day edition of the SCL Mortgage Show continues on Denver Sports Station 104.3. The fan. It is time now for customer emails as the SEL Mortgage Show continues on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan. I'm Sandy Clef alongside Larry Jager, the president of SCL Mortgage. Again, all fresh emails having come in within the past week. And Larry, we'll get started. 303-790-2222, the number for SCL Mortgage, myspecialmortgage.com, the website as always. You know what, Sandy? I was I was reading these emails uh, this week, and we have quite a wide wide variety of them. So uh, these are these are really interesting. So the first one we have from Irene. She said, "We are currently in a mortgage that includes mortgage insurance. What do we need to do to get rid of this and get it or get it eliminated?" So <clears throat> here's how that works, Irene. If you have twenty two percent equity in your house then we can get rid of mortgage insurance. And if you think that's the case, then you'll want to contact your loan servicer and say that I want to get rid of my mortgage insurance. And maybe you have to do an appraisal to confirm the value and and some other things. But depending on where your interest rate is, maybe we should look at doing a, a new loan and getting rid of mortgage insurance. So we, we want to do what's best for you. Depending on where your rate is, where where your rate is and where rates are today. So we got a couple of options, and that, that's a really good question, Irene. Um, okay, so Ethan emailed us and said, I am preparing my goals for 2023 and would la- love to add a home to the top of our list but don't really know where I stand or how to get started. Do you offer something of a home ownership consultation service, and how much does that cost? Well, um, that's, a, that's a really good question. So, yes, we would be more than happy to help you, and we don't charge for it. It's not really called a, a home ownership consultation. It's just what we do. We would talk to you about, you know, what your, what your goals are, what your income is, what uh, down payments you have, if any, and you want to get away from renting, and what what is your, where do you want to live in Denver or where do you want to live in Colorado or any of the other states that we're in? So it would take, uh, you know, it's 10 minutes, maybe it's 20 minutes, which is totally fine. Find out what your goals are, what fits your needs and your budget. And then um, we can, we can figure it out for you. But again, there's, there's no cost to that. That's, that's what we do. Okay, this came from Cassie who said, I live in an apartment complex for a few years now and I've just received my latest renewal rental and the rent is going up yet again. They do this every year and now I'm paying over $1,000. Oh, this is interesting. I'm paying over $1,000 more than when I started. That's $12,000 a year. That's real money. She said, how long does it take to um, the home buying process and how do I get started? Well, 
Good for you, Cassie. I'm, I'm, you, you figured, you figured it out that maybe you can buy a home and get rid of paying rent every year and, and all the tax advantages increase. So again, if you, um, you already emailed us, so I'm sure a loan officer has contacted you. So we're going to do everything we can to, um, to make you a homeowner if you want to be. And my guess is that you want to be being your, the pack, the fact that you're paying so much rent right now. So, okay, this uh, next one, Sandy, came from Jason, who said, Hi, I've been listening to a few shows now, and I have some specific questions. Uh, What is the minimum credit score, down payment, and DTI needed? Also, what is included and not included in DTI? Well, he's... I think he's been listening to the show for for a little while because he's got some really great questions. So, so DTI is this, and there's really a front and a back to it, uh, Jason. One, the house payment that you're going to receive, principal, interest, tax, and insurance, we take that and divide it by your gross income, and that's what we call the front-end ratio. And then we take that same number of house payment and add to it any consumer debt that you have, if credit cards or car loans or whatever that, and they divide that by your gross income, and that becomes this the front ha- or the second half of your DTI. So, and usually we can go between forty three and forty five percent of that. And uh, in terms of down payment, we do have down payment assistance loans. Uh, minimum credit score, we're able to help people down to a 580 FICO score. So a lot of factors in there that we want to explore with you, Jason, when uh, when your loan officer talks to you. Okay, uh, Sandy, this is from Ed, who said, Hi, Sandy and Larry, big fan of the show. No pun intended. <laughs> okay, <laughs> my wife and I have two children in their late 20s that are doing well in their careers but could certainly use a jumpstart to get them into their own home. He says, we have some money available. Could we help them with their down payment? Is that allowed? Would they be able to get a better deal if we are co-signers or co-owners? Wow, you got some really great questions, Ed. So you, as their parents of your two kids, yes, you absolutely can help them. You can help them with the down payment. If you want to, you can help them as a co-signer. Uh, maybe they don't need a cosigner. Maybe they do. Um, so yeah, absolutely. You can, that that's very much allowed in a in conventional and an FHA and a, and a VA loan. So good for you. You're able to help them out and get them on their own and start, uh, start being a homeowner and, and capturing some of that equity. Okay. This, uh, Sandy, this came from Randy who said, I saw a TikTok last night and said that if I pay extra payments per year on my 30-year mortgage, I would have it paid off in 17 years. Is this true? Sorry, not quite sure how the math works, uh, but if somebody could give me a call. So what we can do for you, uh, Randy, is we can do an amortization schedule. So let's say you've got a 30-year mortgage, and let's say you've been into it for a year or two or whatever, and we tie your rate into that, and we can figure out what payment you have, which you already know. But then we can hit the amortization button and say, if you apply, say, $100 more per month, that will go right toward the principal. 
or if it's 200 or whatever the case is. And then we hit the amortization button and we can tell how you will pay, when you will pay your mortgage off. Could be 30 years, it could be less than that, it could be 17 years, just depending on how much money you put in. And that money that you do put in goes right toward the principal. So that really does help. So good question, Randy. I uh, have one more, Sandy, if we have We've a got second. Time. Okay. This came from Dave, who said, my wife makes more money and she has a better credit score. So, <laughs> you know what, Dave, it's not uncommon that our wives have better credit scores than we do. And I don't know why that is, but it happens a lot. And, uh, you know, maybe she makes more money, but it all goes into the same household. So good for her. Um, so we, what we have to do in the mortgage world is we look at both people's credits, whoever is going to be on the loan. And we have to use the lowest of the credit scores. So there's three bureaus. Each has its credit score. And whichever one is lower, that's the one we have to use. But it sounds like you guys have... Um, done a good job on your credit score and you um sounds like they're both high the way you're you're saying this so um better credit score better money we it all goes into the same the money goes into the same pot and we figure out your income to debt ratios based on that so thank you again dave we appreciate that irene ethan cassie jason ed randy dave thank you very much for your emails we'll have more next week all fresh emails once again here on the SEL Mortgage Show. We'll do a little bit of uh, lightning round action when we continue. <laughs> Next on the SEL Mortgage Show, Sandy Clef with Larry Jager, the president of SEL Mortgage on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan. All right, Larry, as the SEL Mortgage Show continues on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan, I'm Sandy Clef. Larry, of course, is Larry Jager, the president of SEL Mortgage. Uh, why don't I ask you some questions that, Perhaps a future home buyer would ask you. Okay. If that's all right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that and segment. And we'll do we... kind of a lightning round on this, although uh, the questions are short. Your answers can be as long as you want them to be. How many different types of mortgages does SCL do? Oh, boy, Sandy. We, we have a lot. We have a lot. And we... When we started this company almost eight years ago, we decided that we didn't want to have just another mortgage company with FHA, VA, conventional, jumbo loans. We wanted to have a lot of loan programs to satisfy people that called us for whatever need they have. So our loan officers like that because they don't have to say no very often. We have a program. Well, here's what here's what I like to say. We have a program for just about every residential financing need. And that goes from lot loans to construction loans to um, permanent loans to reverse mortgages to bank statement loans, a lot of different programs to fit just about every residential need. And, and some of these we've added like lot loans and construction loans because people are calling and they're wanting that. So we can add those programs without very much uh, to do. So um, we do have a lot, and if you give us a call, we'll see what your needs are, and hopefully we've got a program to fit those needs. Can you tell me your interest rates and APR? Absolutely, I can. So let me preface that by saying 
It depends on how much equity you have in your property or, in the case of a purchase, how much you're putting down. And it depends on your credit score. And it depends on, you know, income to debt ratios to some degree. But we always quote interest rates and APR. Now, interest rates are, like I I said a little bit ago, just this week came under 6%. uh, So like 5.875, 5.9% based on those things that I, I mentioned, the, the equity and the, <clears throat> excuse me, the FICO score. But um, <clears throat> we always quote APR as well. And APR is the interest rate plus the costs of the loan amortized over 30 years. So that's something that we always quote, and it's on our paperwork on everything, just about everything that you sign. So we would always do that, Sandy. What are the fees at SCL? The fees. Okay, that's a good question because it it varies. You could pay a 1% fee for this rate. You could pay a 2% fee for this rate. And the closing costs are, are all very standard. There's a, there's a processing and an underwriting fee that uh, SCL receives. In addition to that, there's also a a title fee and an escrow fee that the escrow receives, the title company does. And there's, in some cases, there's an appraisal fee. If we have to do that, then that would be um, uh, up to the uh, customer to pay. But um, I would say this, Sandy, that I I know our fees are very, um, very lean because we've always had this... Um, desire to do a lot more loans as opposed to fewer loans and make more money. So I would rather have all of our folks busy. We charge less fees, less closing costs. That makes it more palatable for our customer. And then they want to keep coming back to us over and over again. What are the qualifications for getting approved at SCL? Um, Great question. So if it's a standard or like a conventional or FHA or VA loan, those qualifications are pretty much standard in the entire industry. You know, 43, 44%, maybe on an FHA loan, we can go up to 50% DTI. Um, it, it's, it's pretty standard. So we would, we would take a look at your situation, see what your income is, what your uh, DTI qualifications are going to be, and uh, depending on the rate that you choose, maybe we take the rate down, maybe you pay some discount points so it's easier to qualify. Maybe we don't have to take it down and you could pay a, a less origination point. So um, it, it's kind of a um, kind of a I'm not trying to uh, I'm trying to answer it, but it's hard to do it just based on everybody's different opinion of or different different situations. So, yeah. Um, so, but the best thing is our rates and fees are very, very, very minimal. So that's why we like it and we want people to call us. Do you offer a rate lock at SCL? Yes, absolutely we do. And, um, you know, when interest rates were starting to go up last year, we, uh, we really encouraged that because we saw them going up. So we wanted people to lock the rate. And and normally it's a 30. 30- you advise that, by the way, not to interrupt, but you advise yeah. that when interest rates are really low by saying they won't stay this low. Absolutely. It's absolutely unsustainable. They'll never be this low for very long. Correct. Correct. Get in right now. Lock in the rate. Lock in the rate. That's exactly right. Because 
we knew they were going to go up. <clears throat> so the the obvious thing is to lock in that interest rate for 30 or 45 days. You don't have to worry about it. Don't have to lose any sleep because they're you're locked in. You're you know that they're not going to go up. So uh, yes, absolutely we do. And I always think it's a <clears throat> excuse me, it's a very good idea. Can I buy the interest rate down if it makes sense? Absolutely, you can. Um, that's called a discount point. So let's say today the interest rates are at 6% and it costs one point or it costs one and a half points or whatever it costs. Maybe it doesn't cost anything, just depending on your particular situation. But if you think, I'm going to stay in this house for a very long time, so I want the lowest rate possible. So it's very easy for us to do, say, okay, we could take this rate and it has a discount point attached to it, and the payment is this. Or we could take it one step further or two steps further. And then, because we've done the math, it makes it very easy for you to say, okay, this makes more sense for my family because we're going to stay in here this long. And we can do the math, and if you stay longer than that or, or less than that time, it really becomes a, a pretty clear situation when we do that. So absolutely you can if it makes sense for you and your family. We'll talk about this more, I imagine, in the coming weeks as uh, we approach January of 2023, and that would be the eight-year anniversary right. of SCL's existence. And I'm wondering as you uh, track the trends, as you do in so many cases, are people staying in their homes longer than they were eight years ago, uh, not as long as they were eight years ago, roughly the same amount of time as they were eight years ago. You know, when I got into this business, Sandy, the average loan lived 5.5 years. And that meant that either somebody was refinancing or they were moving or selling their house or whatever the case but over the 35, almost 34, 35 years I've been doing this, now it's less. It's about three and a half to four really? years. Fascinating. Yeah, it is because, well, if you think about it, all the, the crazy low rates we had for 2020 and 2021, everybody refinanced. So if you had a mortgage, <clears throat> excuse me, you got a mortgage in, say, 2019, yeah, you're going to refinance it in 2020 or 2021. Absolutely. So- Oh, my God, it was crazy. Everybody was refinancing. So we thought, <clears throat> everybody's refinancing. Are we going to refinance ourselves out of a job? Or <laughs> what's going on here? But not not the case. And today, people, everybody needs money at some case or, or one situation or another. So people will, maybe they'll do a second or they'll do a HELOC and they want to hang on to that current rate. Or or maybe they're selling, they're moving, they're whatever, and they get a new rate. So there, um, th- there's just a ton of different situations, and and uh, but yeah. In answer to your question, the loan, the uh, mortgage lives a little bit less mm-hmm. than it did twenty, thirty years ago. Uh, we have a minute or two left, a few seconds maybe. Um, I have some pretty good NFL teams out there. Yeah, looking to make the playoffs. The Broncos, as it happens, aren't one of them. Right. Uh, one of five teams who've been eliminated from uh, the playoff picture in the National Football League. But uh, that leaves a lot of teams that we know you like, and I suspect there's some of the same teams 
uh, I like too, who uh, have all but cinched playoff spots. And I can think of one team right away because I know you're a Christian McCaffrey fan, the San Francisco 49ers, right, right. who are in a very good position, would be in better position if the Colts hadn't blown a 33-point lead to the Vikings <laughs> last weekend. But right. uh, San Francisco third, division leader right. in uh, the NFC West. Looks like uh, well-positioned for a playoff run, and we pull for them. Uh, I, I do. I, I, I've been watching Christian McCaffrey since he was just a, a little guy playing dolphin football and then and then to high school at Valor and then to Stanford and, and you know, Cardinals. And so he, he's a very exciting player. But, you know, the, the Eagles, the Bills, I mean, there's some there's some pretty tough teams out there, right? Absolutely. I mean, I, tell, tell me your opinion. Eagles on... and Bills are, of course, the top seeds yep. in their respective conferences. Philadelphia 13-1 and one in the NFC. Buffalo 11-3 and three, tied with Kansas City, but, of course, beat Kansas City head-to-head. So yep. Buffalo has the tiebreaker. And our uh, friend Zach Bai uh, hails from Buffalo. That's and, right. And uh, has been in uh, Buffalo garb all week. Uh, <laughs> Buffalo Bills uh, uh, paraphernalia uh, spilling over. Uh, with uh, Zach by this week after the big win over uh, Miami. But, uh, yes, I would uh, um, like to see some changeover. I would, too. Which uh, I think in the NFC definitely we will see. Uh, in the AFC, I'd, I'll throw in Cincinnati, too, as a favorite of, Good of point. mine just because I love the quarterback, uh, Joe Burrow, and I think they have been extraordinarily well coached in all three phases of the game in, in recent years, and they're playing even better than they were at this time last year when they went to the Super Bowl, of Correct, course. correct. Uh, they have a tall mountain to climb to get there this year, and I think the competition might be a little stiffer uh, this year, but Cincinnati's in third place right now, much as San Francisco is over in uh, the NFC. Larry, we will see you next week on New Year's Eve Day. And we Merry Christmas, Andy. Good to, good to be with you and see you next week. And we will see you next week right back here on the SCL Mortgage Show on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan. Thanks for listening to the SCL Mortgage Show with Sandy Clough and mortgage expert Larry Jager. If you missed a portion of the show or want to listen to the program again, listen to podcasts at the SCLMortgageShow.com. Questions or assistance with a loan? Call their main office in Denver at 303-790-2222 or online at MySpecialMortgage.com, NMLS, 120 